Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of Let's Just Talk About It Podcast. And I'm your host, Chuck. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you don't know, this podcast is a platform geared toward giving genuine people just like you an opportunity to share a portion of your life's journey. You know, those things we would normally talk about? Yeah, those things. So this podcast is basically a platform where you hear genuine conversations from genuine people. So today, I want you to listen in on a conversation that I had with a friend of mine, Antonio Morgan, as he shares with us his journey through life. So let's jump right in. Hey, Tony, good to have you on, man. Hey, I'm glad to be here, Chuck. Thank you for having me. Man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Antonio Morgan, my good friend. Uh, we go way back. In fact, you know, we go back to 19, what, 99, where we were on camp, camp four together. Camp Four That's together, right. Basketville, Virginia. That's a prison. So we we met there. So we began our journey. But both of us came, you know, got out. And so you started your journey. I started mine. But recently we connected back together through a, a, a friend of ours. So we're back connected. And so we decided to come together to um, just talk about some things. So today I want to interview my brother. Hey man, where you where, where are you from? You know what? I haven't heard that question so many times, man. I was I was born in Brunswick County in a trailer, nineteen seventy two. Oh wow! I moved around with a mother that had it was four of us all together, and um, we wound up spending the longest time in Petersburg, Virginia, between Benway and Petersburg, Virginia. Mm. And I um, had some time in D.C. and I had some time in New York. Um, we moved around a lot, man. So you know that story. People always ask me. I don't even know where to begin, but I can just tell you, I'm here. Wow. So <laughs> Absolutely. How, wow. So so how was it growing up? Well, you know, with your brothers and what sisters, right? Yeah. So how yes. was it growing up in that household? You know what? You know, my mother, you know, I'm gonna tell you, yeah. uh, it was rough. Yeah. You know, growing up, you know, with mm. uh with two kids that had the same father, uh two two other kids that had two different fathers, mm. not understanding, you know, where your dad was. Wow. Uh you know, with some jealousy there, you know, uh, not understanding, not being wanted, man. I, I, I remember that, you know, um, you know, as I got older, you know, you never know the story between adults and kids, but mm. you know, my father was absent and the crazy part was, uh, he was only about 35 minutes away and, um, I never okay. saw him until wow. I was 15 years old. Man. Wow. Yeah. You know, a lot I of, really, you know, yeah. a lot of uh, children wrestle yeah. with that, not having that yeah. father figure there, yeah. you know, and, yeah. And growing up in a, in a mixed family. So you said there was some jealousy there because you're talking to somebody who's going through that right now or they're married and they have children in the house, you know, yeah. but they're from different different parents. So you said it was rough during that time. It was rough. You know, um, you know, my mother was a single parent, man. Uh, she was in the military and uh, she was a single parent. And um you know, I grew up and I'm, I'm a child, I'm a survivor of childhood abuse, man, mm. you know, sex, sexual abuse. And, um, you know, sometimes, um, you know, you felt like you were left out, you know, in your self-worth, you know, mm. things going on, mm. you, uh, you didn't know how to approach, you know, or have anybody to reach out to. So, mm. you know, I can attest because, you know, the, the mother of my mother was before she knew Christ, mm. you know, um, you know, I'm gonna tell you that she she changed, and that that helped me believe into uh, you know believe in Jesus right now. And I knew it was a God. Mm. You know, that's 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 my testimony. I would never have known about God until I seen my mother transform. Mm. So you know? so so hey, yeah. you said yeah. if you were abused as a child, yeah. 
Do you mind yeah. going into that deeper? Yeah. You know, in today's society, um, I was abused by a female. Mm. And, um, you know, I was seven years old and um, I was abused for a year, uh, sexually abused for a year. And um, I remember uh, that she wanted my younger brother. And I remember me just offering myself to her, you know, like I was nothing, you know, mm. just I remember just being like a rag doll, man. And um, and I tell you, you know, going through the abuse, I still suffer trauma. You know, I got diagnosed with PTSD because mm. of abuse. And um, a lot of men don't like to talk about it, you know, um, going through years of therapy, man. And even today, you know, I'm a, I'm a survivor, but I still feel the sting, you know, some things hurt, you know, um, you know, I've never forgotten about it. And I struggle with that, with my mm. self value, my self worth, mm. man, you know? Wow. So, you know, God is still working, man. I'm still having hope in that, you know? Wow. So I you see. said it's a sting. Yeah. So you still deal with that trauma now from, from the past. It still comes yeah. up now. So does that come up like with depression? Do you feel depressed? You know, I suffer from depression and, mm. um, you know, I'm diagnosed with depression and uh, I struggle with the self-worth because, you know, no matter how many times people tell you, you mm. know, that they love you or mm. you're viable, wow. if you don't feel that way yourself, man, it, it doesn't, it doesn't register, you know, um, you know, with the promiscuity that I experienced out early in life, mm. you know, sometimes, you know, when we're young men, we think that we can, you know, put notches in our belt because we pull all these women, you know, I didn't realize, you know, that I was out there just giving myself away, mm. you know, um, and, and that's the same thing that, you know, can go against male and female today, you know, just the self-value and depression. Mm. So, you know, that that's a big thing. You know, I'm, I'm willing to go deep into anything, you know, um, it, it had played a part in my role with using drugs, mm -hmm. you know, um, finding the self-worth and the value of myself. You know, I found myself in holes, you know, attached to pornography. I got mm -hmm. introduced to pornography at an early age, mm -hmm. at the age of eight, you know, and uh, that thing has been with me, you know, as a comforter, you know, abusing myself. You know, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it goes to the point that I question my own self-worth, mm -hmm. you know, um, but it goes through, but I know God is still working, right, you right. know, he's still working on, uh, sometimes we just want it to be over, but we just don't understand, like, you know, God, why we suffer, like we suffer in the trauma, but I know that's things of the devil, wow. you know, um, but, you know, ultimately in the end, it's going to come to the point that, uh, you no, know, God's going to be victorious, man, yes. you know, absolutely. Absolutely. You're helping yeah. somebody right now. You're helping somebody because sometimes we yeah. don't we don't like to talk about the D word depression. We don't like to talk yeah. about real things. But a lot of people yeah. are wrestling with depression and sometimes yeah. it's because of past trauma. And so you're helping somebody else right now. Yeah. You're giving them hope to know that they're not alone because it's a real thing. And you said you you know, you you reach for pornography to yeah. find comfort as you're going yeah. through your depression. Yeah. Yeah. That's real deep, man. Wow. Absolutely. I, um, I had struggled with pornography mm. even to my adult years. Mm. Um, I remember, uh, you know, finding myself at an early age, uh, understanding masturbation, mm. um, and then pornography a way I, you know, I remember being a child and I remember, I, you know, I understood about rape victims, mm. you know, and I remember I used to wash my body, mm you know, over and over until I was, you know, until my That's skin clean. was coarse. Wow. Yeah, until I complained, I felt so dirty. Wow. You know, even in my, my relationships, you know, as an adult, you know, I didn't understand the transition of intimacy and uh, love, to be loved and to understand your sexuality, to, 
to, you know, procreate and to have that with your partner, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it left me cringing sometimes, man. I would ball up as mm-hmm. a grown man. I was afraid to tell someone how I felt, mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, living in life like that is very difficult. So you're afraid to commit to relationships because of afraid to commit. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Afraid to commit. Mm. Afraid to commit because of secrets. Mm -hmm. I live a secret life. Mm -hmm. Um, I live a secret life, man. I I had a wife. Um, I live a secret life, you know, um, of the baseball life, you know, that I would creep into holes into the dark seedy world, you know, um, that what I felt with other people that suffered, you know, from, um, not feeling their self-worth, man. Right. I got caught up in uh, nude shows, uh, all in New York, man. Um, the live sex shows, all kind of places I found myself in, you know, trying to find love, you know, searching through it and, right. and pushing away people that, that didn't love you. And I just wow. didn't see, it. Mm-hmm. you know, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Wow. So you said you, you said you lived in New York too? I lived in New York. Yeah. I lived in New York. Wow. How, how did, how did you get to New York? You know, um, I have family there and, um, my kid's mom, she was from there, mm. and I went to New York to start a family in the 90s, right. which was crazy because uh, uh, that was an opportunity for me to be exposed to a lot of different things, especially the sex market in mm. New York. Wow. And I got caught up in the sex market, man. Uh, so I've seen a lot of different things, you know, uh, lewd behaviors and, and different things, man, that I exposed myself to because right. some of the things that I thought about sex, you know, these things mm. were didn't register, you know, caused me deep depression about things. Right. I knew things were not right. And some of this stuff, a lot of this stuff was doing it as a child of God. Wow. You know? Yeah. So that's the truth. You know? Wow. So, so wow. 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 So, so even as a child of God, you yeah. can find yourself because of past trauma yeah. still following you in your today. Yeah. And sometimes we, we see people and we wonder why he acting like that. Why is she like that? Why is, why are they promiscuous? Why, you know, but we never, we never take time out to find out what happened to them in their past. Um, and, and wonder why they're dealing with what they're dealing with today. So many people are still being healed because you could be a child of God, but you're still being healed from, from, from past you know, trauma. So that's real powerful. That's helping somebody today who's wondering yeah. why, you know, when they look around, they see everybody seem so successful, seem like they're yeah. doing so good, you know, but not realizing that they come from a different part of, of life where you may come from some trauma. Absolutely. Because, you know, <clears throat> I see some people who gave their life to Christ and they were changed instantly. And um, sometimes I ask God, I said, well, why my why is my journey like that? You know, right. um, and I remember as a child, like I had no, I didn't know God, but I knew there was a God, mm. and um, there was a part of me that, <clears throat> you know, cried for God so many times right. to uh, to stop it, man. You know, mm. and um, and I tell you, over the years, you know, I'm learning to trust God more. Mm. You know, so you know, it's His story. You know, for Him to begin this work, He's going to be faithful to complete it. Right. So I don't, I don't get a chance to talk about it, but you know. Some of the shame that comes with the depression. I'm 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 saying these things out here today, sharing my life, mm-hmm. uh, because it's the shame that keeps us from from coming, you know, coming and out. um for coming out. It's mm-hmm. a shame. And you know, and um that's a hard thing to do, and that's a depression because you know, I didn't have a rescuer. Mm-hmm. You know, no one in my house, you know, rescued me. It wasn't a court trial. In that time, you know, black families didn't go out to say that, hey, my, my son has been sexually abused. Right. It was embarrassing, you know. So, you know, doing things with the parents, you know. Um, 
to, to cover their own face, you know, in the community that, that the children suffer. Mm. And that can go on, on and on wow. in years, you know, because these things are kept in the closet, especially mm. in, in black families, you know, that we don't go out to get help and treatment. So I think my life would have been a lot different if I had treatment earlier in life. Mm. So, you know, um, to be an abuser, I protected my abuser. Um, I felt like, you know, my life wasn't worth value. And I struggle with that day to day sometimes, you know, wondering, you know, what life is all about, spending time in institutions and prisons, um, out homeless, different mm. things, all because of shame. And you want to tell someone, mm-hmm. you want to tell them, but mm. you, you know, sometimes you don't want to be judged. And it takes uh, someone who has a lot of patience, understanding, mm. and love. So if someone's out there, you know, don't let your fear of what you think it is impede or what's going on with the person who's been a victim, mm. you know, because it can hinder the process. They just need somewhere safe to go and to feel go. safe just to, yeah. Wow. You know, because you can take that with you wherever you go. I don't care. I, I've, I've been all around this country. Mm-hmm. I went to place to place trying to think my life is going to be different. And so I had to sit back and face the fact, you know, that these things happen. You know, these wow. things are psychological and physiological, mm-hmm. you know. So I relive some of the abuse sometimes. And I'm, God is still healing me. Wow. You know, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a traumatic thing that can happen with the depression the abuse and the self-worth right. is, a, is a combination of things, you know? Wow. Do you, do you think people like, you know, have that self-worth, that self-worth that sometimes we, we try to accumulate things to feel like we find value in what we Absolutely. have versus who we are. We get unhealthy relationships because we don't know our own worth. So. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. I remember the first mm-hmm. time, you know, that for my depression, mm-hmm. you know, I would look, of what success was. Mm-hmm. And if I had some of those things, people would see the success mm-hmm. instead of seeing me. Mm-hmm. I really didn't want them to see me because I was broken. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like broken people understand broken people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, under my Christian Dior, my BMWs and things like that, I was still a scared little boy, mm-hmm. you know, and suffered with a drug addiction because of my, my abuse and my right. depression. So, you know, um, and it seems like um, the only time that people see when, when, I think I found those spots or the holes because no one judged each other and you couldn't find the love you needed there. You know, it was always something a quid pro quo was something right. for something, you know, as so we find ourselves in those, those places of, uh, uh, things that are, 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 are normal yeah. to us because right. I knew normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You feel like young guys are in gangs because they, they feel the love there and don't get it elsewhere. They go there to other young men to find that, that, um, self-worth or value. That's why gangs you know, are so big today. Absolutely. You know, I've been around a lot of different gang members, um, mm. black, Latino, Asian, and it has a common numerator, you know, comes out of poverty without a uh, father, right. um, lack of parental provision. Um, and we try to find identity. It's been tough as a man to follow my lead and don't have a lead to follow, you mm. know, because, you know, you, you find yourself worse when you look at your dad and you say, well, he wasn't nothing. I guess I'm not going to be nothing. You're mm-hmm. trying to make something and it's always about some material things instead of some moral, some moral ground, you know, right. or, or finding something to find your way. And it's a tough journey trying to find your way without a lead. And that's what a father is, someone who shows the way. And uh, I'm struggling. I just turned 50 years old. Wow. And I realized Happy I spent, birthday. you know, thank you. I appreciate it, mm-hmm. man. And that's been a rough one, you know, right. realizing you spent your 20s in prison, right. your 30s in prison, wow. 40s on the street. And now you're 50 years old mm. and you say, what did you do in life? 
Right. And it's a tough thing to gather sometimes. So when you when you say that is a tough thing, so it's like you have thoughts, you're fifty now. So it's like you going yeah. back to like, wow, what have I done with my life? Well, I'm fifty. You know, yeah, yeah, wow, wow. Yeah. So do you it's tough. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. So so do you feel like you 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 have hope that you can continue to make it? despite what you've been through in life, do you feel like you can still go on? Because a lot of people are where you are right now and they feel like, what's the use? You know, I might as well throw in the towel or just, you know, say, forget it. Do you feel like there's hope to keep pushing on? That I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you, Chuck. You know, there are days I don't know how I'm going to go on. I ask God sometimes, why am I still alive? Mm. You know, and everything that I've been through, you know, there's something in me that will not let me quit. Wow. It's something to just keep pushing me. I've, I've tried to commit suicide three times. Mm. So let's hold up, hold up. Yeah. You say you tried yeah. to commit three times? Three times. What, 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 can you speak about one time? What was that like? You know, because when, when I hear about people committing suicide, it's like you really just, you, you're tired. You just want to take your own life. Speak to one of those um, times where you, you felt like you want to take your own life. You know, the first time I attempted to take my life, I was 15 years old, mm. you know, um, you know, two other times, you no, know, I tried hanging myself and cut my wrist. Wow. Um, and I remember the paramedic taking me out on a stretcher. I was bleeding. And he told me, he said, uh, he told me where to cut the next time if I needed to go ahead and leave because there are people who want to live. I never forgot that. Mm. Um, it's harder. It's harder to live than it is to die. Mm. You know, it's, 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 it's pushing to understand what life is in the midst of it. And, um, and when you go back to the self-worth and, 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 and hoping to make it, you know, sometimes suicide, you know, seems like the answer, but it's not because there's always solution to the problem. Mm. You know, sometimes we just got to get help. And, um, and it's just sometimes, sometimes people just being there for you. Yes. And they're, yes. Yeah. Well, well, okay, I'm sorry. What would you say to a young person right now? Somebody's on the verge. I don't know who somebody may be listening right now. Somebody might get this podcast, this episode, and hear it. So what would you say to a young person right now who's thinking about, or an older person who's thinking about taking their own lives? What would you say to them right now? You know what I'm going to tell them? Mm. Don't give up. Mm. If there's another day for you to, to open your eyes, just look at the little things that keep you going. I don't care if you don't have any money. I don't mm. care if you're going through a thing battling with addiction. Mm. Don't give up. Mm. Just find help. Cry on God. Right. And just wait on God. You know, it's not going to be a magical story. Right. But, you know, take this thing of life as 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 a gift. You know, I'm going to be honest. You know, there's some days I wake up and I don't want to be here. But every day I wake up, I try to find little things that I'm grateful for. And it begins with gratitude. It's not an end. There's always an answer. And I refuse to wake up somewhere and have someone, a gang of demons or anything laughing at me right. saying, you know what? All you had to do was just believe on God. We got you. One more you know, mm. one more day. And they're trying to lie to you and tell you, you ain't got one more day. Tomorrow is not always going to be the same as today. Right. And we just got to hold on for hope. That's what we just got to do. Wow. Wow. And you also talked about having that support system. You know, yeah. having somebody to lean on, yeah. that safe place yeah. is so important, man. And uh, in the days we live in, that safe place, yeah. if it's just one person, I believe finding that person that you could just yeah. be real with and say, this is where I am. I'm struggling. You know what I mean? 
Everybody yeah. didn't have to know, but just somebody uh, you could find to talk to. So that's so powerful. That's powerful. Yes, sir. So do yes, so. Is, here's another thing. Um, sometimes we, like you mentioned, um, the drugs. I've yeah. been a user, you know, yeah. before. So yeah. it's like sometimes we get high because that's what we cling to to cover up how we feel, or we drink. You know, yeah. we, we drink alcohol just to cover up yes. that painful spot. But the reality is once it wears off, it's yeah. still there, you know. Yeah. So yeah. what would you say to a person right now who's still smoking weed or, you know, sniffing dope or whatever? What would you say to them about that? You know, I tell them just take it one day at a time. Yeah. You know, um, I um. I've learned over my 30 years of addiction. Yeah. I don't give my addiction all the power. Mm. You know, I used to think it was the biggest thing in the world. Right. You know, I'm, rest, I'm wrestling with me, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, mm, I like I, I, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think it's coming to a realization that a part of you is there and, and that's a dark side of you. And we all have that, you know, but I think that, and I, I'm not a religious person. I've just found that, that Jesus is the light. Yes. And, um, to give some truth to it, man. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a minister. Mm-hmm. I'm not any of that. Mm-hmm. I've tried different Eastern religions. Um, I've read up on Islam, everything else. And it just all led me to a path of peace that, that, that is promised. Not mm-hmm. saying that I have it then, mm-hmm. but you know, the way God works, man, it, it just not, doesn't, it doesn't work the way we understand God work. You know, he works in different ways, you know? So, you know, I would tell someone just, just take it one day at a time, yes. you know, and, and, yes. and, find, and find a place that you're tired. You know, want something different. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. It's a lot of people struggling, man. You can help a lot of people to know that they're not not alone. There's so many people struggling with uh, depression and um, low self-esteem and feel like it's it's not working. They're ready to just throw in the towel and uh, give up. So you have any final words you want to share as we close out this episode, man? You you really been a, a blessing to hear your story, you know, and that's what I want. This platform is a platform geared toward giving people an opportunity to share a portion of their journey through life, you know, how they yeah. how they made it through those ups and the downs. And so your your story has been great today. So we really appreciate it. So are there any last words you want to share? You know what? I would like to, to share that um uh, I've learned that there are different kind of eclectic kind of people, mm-hmm. uh, wherever you are, be gay, straight, lesbian, bi, um, whether you suffer from any kind of addiction, you know, there is hope, mm-hmm. you know, don't give up hope. Uh, try Jesus because, you know, he is the Probably. last one. You just, yes. you just knock at the door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he's the last result, the end result. And no matter if you're still stuck in something or you need to rededicate your life or give something mm-hmm. or go back to the drawing mm-hmm. board, don't give up. Jesus is the answer. You know, he doesn't work the way that we always expect him to work, right. but he's going to work. So that's, that's where I came to my conclusion. I tried everything else. You know, I've tried everything else. Um, I had to take it back to the drugstore. Mm-hmm. Whether I walked out with drugs and that, it was still the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is the answer. Yes. So that's, the that's the journey we have to get to. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I really appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Antonio Morgan. My brother, T. Morgan. I call him T. Morgan, my brother. Thank you so much for joining Let's Just Talk About It podcast. I hope to have you on again for another episode just to talk real. So thank you so much for coming on, man. And thank you for having me, Chuck. Yes, sir, man. We'll talk soon. All right. All right. 
wow, what an amazing conversation. You know, everyone has their own unique journey through life. Some may be harder than others. But one of the things that Antonio said that really stuck out to me was don't give up because it's so easy to walk away. But the thing is, the day you decide to throw in the towel may be the very day that your situation changes for the better. So after hearing his story, I hope that you decide not to give up, but to give it another try. Again, thank you so much for listening in again to Let's Just Talk About It podcast. And if you want to share with me how this podcast has helped you, or if you have a story you want to share, you can reach me at Let's Just Talk About It 22 at yahoo.com so until next time don't hold it in but let's just talk about it